this week. I want to say this is a short prayer, a prayer of hope. Dear God, when I stand or start of a mistake, bless me with wisdom. Bless me with vision to see the best of things to come, wisdom to make decisions, and most of all, faith. Have the faith that you are walking with me every day, every step of the way. Amen. I want to introduce my pastor and my husband, Franklin Godfrey, to bring the word of the Lord this morning. And let the Lord use him in whichever way he died. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Franklin Cosmos. Amen. Uh, Love and Action Christian Center here in Miami, Florida. Amen. We thank God for another opportunity to bring God's word to the lost, to the sick, to the hurting, to those that are in despair, those that are depressed. And having suicide and tendencies. I, I thank God for this opportunity. There's so many people out there who are hurting. So and they don't know which way to turn. They're going everywhere and, and seeking the wrong and going and seeking, amen, in the wrong places for help. Amen. God is the only help that can really get you out of what whatever situation you're in, whatever problem you're having. Whatever's going on in your life, he's the only one who can deliver you, set you free, heal you. Amen. Those that are not saved, he will save you if that's what you want. You want he's not making anybody serve him. He gives us a choice. Amen. The devil can't make us do nothing we don't want to do. And God won't force us to do anything we don't want to do. He gives us a choice. So I chose to serve the Lord over 43 years ago. And I'm happy about that. Sure, I had some trials and tribulations and testing, but listen, God has been there with me from the beginning. He was there before I got saved, but he was protecting me and keeping me until I came on, until I decided, you know, to give my life to him. And I'm glad about that. And I thank God for my wife, amen, Gloria, amen, elect lady Gloria Dobbin. We're in ministry together, and uh, this is what it's all about, doing what God called us to do. Amen. So my topic this morning, I thank God for Apostle Erica. Amen. To those who are listening around the world. Amen. I'm here. Amen. At the request of the Lord. And this is, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. I, I'm excited about what I'm doing. Amen. You must love what you're doing. If you don't love it, you're not going to stick with it long. That's it.
who have never been done any harm in anything and never spoke a, a bad word against anyone. But God is love. And if we're going to serve him, we must love. We must forgive. We must have patience with people. You don't have no patience. You're not going anywhere. Because we, people want people to have patience with them, but they don't want to have patience on it or anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's all about them and my and myself, but not that way. Amen. God didn't put us on the island to ourselves. Amen. We are here to win souls at any cost. Amen. Uh, the saint says, um, for God I live and for God I die. Either you will or you won't. Amen. So listen, I want to see Jesus. I want you to went through all this stuff down here and don't make it to see and don't get a chance to live in heaven for an eternity. Hell is a place of eternity also. But I'm going to a place where you don't have to worry about the heat, the cold. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff that we're going through with now. Yes. I'm going to be over when Jesus raptured his church out of here. I don't know whether some of you are going with the, you know, most of us, I don't know if you're going with the undertaker or you're going in the rapture. I would like to go in the rapture. Amen. And if you caught up, amen, that's what it's all about. I mean, getting caught up, right? And this is have a group of people to go along with you. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's good when you can, people will follow you. That's saying something about your character, when you can get people to follow you, to listen to you, and obey you. Yes. And that's why you're preaching the gospel. We must live so that people will follow us and listen to what, what we're saying and look, knowing that we're going to tell them the truth whether they like it or not. It's not about how they feel. It's about the truth of the gospel. Amen. If you're wrong, you're supposed to tell them the truth and love. Sometimes we have to reprove them. Sometimes we might have to rebuke them. And sometimes we might have to chastise them. But that's all a part of living for in the kingdom. And if you can't stand chastisement, you won't make it. You won't make it. And then you got to have a teachable spirit. A lot of people don't want, they think they know it all and nobody can teach them, but they can teach everybody else, but nobody can teach them. So that's that's not that's not how it goes. Amen. We must be have a must have a teachable spirit in all of for us to walk this line. Because listen, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know. You think you know you what you know might not be the truth. It might be false, it might be something somebody told you and and, and that's the way they handed out to you. But you got to listen to the truth. You got to read the truth. You got to hear the truth. You got to believe the truth. You got to know the truth. And it, 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 it's good to have a leader. And God put, that's why he gave us pastors at their own heart. Amen. The fivefold ministries start with the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the, teach, the pastor, the teacher, the fivefold ministry. I tell a lot of people that my, when I was coming up, that's what my mama was the apostle. We had a fivefold ministry now. And you gonna do what but she, she set the foundation. Mama made sure when she left home, y'all she she, she done set the foundation. Now she prophesied. If you don't do, I want you to do so and so and so. And if it don't be done, she gonna come back, she gonna evangelize a little bit. Oh Jesus. And then the past she gonna teach us some stuff. She's going to pass with that she's going to teach it. And have to have to put that bowl on it. That's what she would do. Ah, to keep you in line. Say it, Pastor. Amen. A lot of, you know, I tell them, I say, corporate punishment kept me out of jail 
and the shield kept me out the cemetery. Uh oh, come on, come on. Parents don't want to. Parents don't want to teach this shit. They don't want to chest out. They want to be buddies with them. No, you can't be a buddy and a parent too. You got to be a parent. That's right. First. That's real talk. Got to be a parent first. Amen. Amen. It's time up. You know, going to parties with your daughters and your sons. And you got your friend and he got his friend. No. I don't want to be in the same. My sons, when they have parties now, daddy, we're not going to invite you. But this is not your this is not your group. Now, we invite you to a party. They're going to be to our house or something where we won't hold out of stuff that we do. Now, I know that you don't do. That's what you taught us. So that's the way it should be. That's how I think it should be. Whether we do it, whether anybody do it that way, well, that's how I did it in my house. I didn't party with my children. Amen. We partied. We had a birthday party, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, we didn't have no drinks. I see people with their parties. I see this when I was coming up. My auntie, she would give a party for her children. Then, then, then they got drinking on one side, and they got put children. No, it's not a children. It's not a children. Uh, a children party. It's your party. You know, because it was supposed to be for the children, not for you. Right. You party off separate from the children. And that's how it should be. But people do what they want to do. Because, you know, they want to, they, they want to, uh, they, they love the dark more than they do the light. They don't want to have anything to do with the truth. Not not the truth, not God's truth, but their truth. That's what they want to have a part of and, and be, you know, and, and associate with. But uh, my message this morning, amen, is consistent. With the uh, Jeremiah 18 and 1, your house is the potter's house. Amen. And every man, the parents, with husband, husband is the priest of the house, is the head of the house. That don't mean he's the brute. That don't mean he runs through the place, cussing the throwing bricks at everybody. That means you rule your house with love. God ain't ruling us. He, he's not ruling us with, with, with hatred. And uh, resentment and retaliation and, and, and all this kind of manipulation and control. He gave us a choice. So if you're the husband of the house, you're supposed to rule your house with love. And everybody will, you know, people have some problems. But if you love them, people, you love your family where you should do, love them. You're supposed to protect mm. you and provide. And that's the father's, uh, that's his job, his responsibility. I'm not gonna say a job or say a responsibility. Make sure the house make sure you protect your house, your children, your wife, yes. and provide for them that they have roof over their head. Pay the bills that you're supposed to pay them. Whoever's the best at taking care of the you know the bills and stuff like them the one those are that's the one who's supposed to handle the money. Yes. If you're not the husband not if he's not good at handling money, the finances, give it to the wife. If she's good at it, let her do. Amen. Well, she knows because the wife, most women are most wives, she want to make sure she have a roof over her head. Yes. So if you've got your rent paid or your mortgage paid, your lights on, got some rent in the house and stuff like that, that's what it's all about. We, that's what parents are supposed to do. That's our responsibility to make sure the children are taken care of, we, you know, at all times and find out what's going on with them. We used to sit at the table. And we would discuss different things. My children, I taught them how to read the Bible and taught them how to pray. And, and, and taught I never had to ask them to fast. When they found that the church was on the fast, my children went on the fast long with them, no matter how long it was. 
I don't know whether any of them ever booked the fans or not because I didn't ask them. But I know they started out on the fans with us. And we used to do some classes. They used 31 days, 30 days, 31 days, 21 days, 7 days, 3 days a night without water, or with water, not without water, with water. And because you got to, you, your kidneys got to be flushed. You got to take care of your physical if you want to be able to do the spiritual. And you got to be in good shape to do all this stuff. And, and you must go to the house of prayer because that's where you get your strength at in the house of God. Amen. You can't get those strength freaking sitting around the house. We draw strength from one another when we're in the house of prayer. We can learn, we learn from one another. We learn to to fellowship with them, find out what's going on with them. They find out what's going with going on with you and your family. And that you know that 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 that's the body right there. That's what we're supposed to do and should do, you know, to, to show love. To be the, amen. If you have a fault with one another, you need to sit down and talk about it. Amen. And get it straight. The Bible says for the call for the elders of the church that they will lay hands on you and pray for you. Amen. And you'll be healed and saved and set free. You know, a lot of people want to sit around and hold grudges the rest of their life, but this is not what the gospel is all about. The kingdom is not about holding grudges, regardless of what somebody said, regardless of what somebody's done. We're not to hold grudges. We're not to be bitter. It, it, that, that affects your physical body. All those negative things, being bitter, unforgiving, I mean, the retaliation, anger, manipulation, amen, and control, and de- deception, and all that. No, we're supposed to be true to one another. True to yourself, first thing you can be true to everybody, you know, that's what it's with anger and stuff like that. That causes ulcers. You know, it takes a lot of effort to hate somebody. A lot of effort. Hate somebody. And to be jealous. And to be, be covetous. You, we're not supposed to do that. Whatever God has done for somebody else, he'll do it for you. Don't, you shouldn't want what somebody's called God. You shouldn't want what somebody else got. If you want a house or need something, you tell God this is from your heart. Mean what you're saying. I don't want this because of the so and so guy. I call him brother so and so guy. I need this for myself. On make improvement in my life, in our home, our living, our living quarter. If you want a better home, you have to move to some other. You have to move to better communities. Amen. And all of some communities, the homes are not that because these homes have been here 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and they're breaking down. If you get your new home, you want a bigger house, you got children, more than one or two children, you need to if you got girls, the girls need their own room. The boys just, you know, the bump together. The girls definitely need their own room. The girls should be sleeping in the same bedroom with the boys. You know, that, that's, that's, that's not right at all. So this is what this is what the potter's house will teach you. Go down to the potter's house. Amen. Listen, uh, the potter's house and the clay. Uh, Jeremiah 18 and 1 said, A word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will cause you to hear my word. See, that only way you're going to hear the word. Uh, a lot of people want to stay home and watch TV and the word channel and, uh, and all like that. That's good if you, if you can't get out. But you should be home every week. Uh, what, uh, on the week, through the week, I mean, uh, every, if you got service through the weeknights, 
And now I know that, you know, the pandemic and a lot of people are afraid of their own shadows. They won't move. They won't go nowhere. And, you know, they don't, they won't go anywhere. They won't go to church. But see, the, the television um, uh, pastor is not your pastor. She can't lay hands on you. You know, you can't heal. Yeah. There's nothing here. You know, you, you got to be able to talk. Be able to touch you. To lay hands. And that's what we have in the leader. You know, if you can't get out, I can understand it. But not week in and week out. You don't have to go to church. You do, we do. The Bible says, do not forsake to assemble yourself in the house of God. That's why he have, That's why we have church building. And the church started out, actually really started out in the house. Yes, sir. And they have been like we have, structures like we have now, cathedrals and all that kind of stuff. These, they went from house to house. Then, amen to... Um, minister the word and take communion. That's what they did. But people now, they're afraid to move around their own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's so infested with drugs and, and gangs. But like I said before, in the past, we as the church, not the church building, amen, I have a, a, a ministry that comes on on Tuesday night from a, uh, from a 7.30 to 8.30 called Beyond the Four Walls. You got to get out of the building. And go out into the neighborhood of communities and witness to people, knock on doors, like we used to do on Saturday morning. We would get out and knock on doors and witness to people about the law. And we bring, used to bring people, we brought in a, a, a family of 11. Then we went out another time, we brought in a family of 18. I mean, we brought in the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. We brought them all in because they need to be taught. And our job is to go out and bring them, and the leader will teach them and what they need to know and train them the way they should be trained properly you know because everybody you know be, that's why we have evangelists amen to go out and to ruin souls and they get a group of people who go out and pray together one is praying and the others the rest of us are watching and praying and evangelizing while they're evangelizing preaching the word that's how it should be done you can't pray on the street corner with your eyes closed or you might wind up in a hospital and banish from your head to your feet that's you got it. to watch. The Bible says, watch his brother's pray. That's not only out on the street corner. That's in the house. In the house of God, too. Yeah. A lot of people in the house of God don't like you. They want to see you dead out the way. But we have to do what God promised you. Amen. We got to go to the potter's house on Tuesday night, whatever your service is. Uh, on Thursday night, or whatever that is, Sunday morning. Amen. I know some churches have service at seven thirty in the morning, and then they have another service about eleven, and, and, and stuff. I mean, that's what you got to do in order to learn this. With Bible study, you need Bible study. Sunday school is important. Bible study is important. You can sit. You can ask questions in Sunday school. You can ask questions in Bible study. But if the preachers are preaching on Sunday morning, that's not the time to ask questions. You ask questions during Bible study in Sunday school. And then you can have some input if you decide to have some input on the lesson that morning. And, and that's how you learn the scriptures. Amen. You don't wait till you come to church to get open your Bible. You open your Bible through the weekdays or through, you know, whenever you have a chance. I mean, take time. Not take time. Make time. And open up this Bible and go through it. And study, go from one chapter to another. And while you're in there, you, you have to search the scriptures 
and all of them, whereas other scriptures would line up with the first scripture that you started out with. That's how you learn to preach the gospel. You don't have to be a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, and a prophet is a bishop, an overseer. You don't have to be that. Just a regular person in church that do the same thing as a pastor, as an apostle can do. Amen. They can lay hands on people to be healed. Uh, you know, you can preach the word. People to be set free and delivered. We can do that. You know, this is not just for uh, a, a special group of people, but God said we're all witnesses. That's what he called us to do. Somebody told you about Jesus, so it's time for us to get out of here. Somebody else about the Lord. Let's not keep this to keep this a secret. So, you know, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I love it. And I love being saved. I love, you know, teaching the word of God. Amen. I used to want to preach. I didn't want to have nothing to do with teaching. But once I started teaching, and people can listen to you. People, you have the undermined attention. They listen to what you're saying. And you can demonstrate about what you're preaching about. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a demonstration this morning. Uh, I was thinking about the part of this wheel, you know, that it, it, it put the clay on, amen, and molded it to what you want it to be. So listen, we're on the wheel. We're on the wheel this morning. That's how. Parents supposed to teach their children. I mean, they are, we are the wheel. And we put the children on the wheel and we teach them the word of God. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to study the word. I mean, you don't have to do it every, every night through the week, every day through the week. You can do it once a, once a, once a week and at their house. And when we, you know, and then the more you do it, the more they want to do it. We have an awful responsibility to tell others about who God is, where they can learn themselves. But they can learn to pray for themselves, learn to uh, how to fight the devil. Because this is not a natural war, this is a spiritual war. Amen. It's warfare. That's what we're in, a warfare, not a, a knife and gun fight, a fist fight. Amen. We can't fight the devil with guns. The rain case, 47, they call them, you don't call them AK 47 anymore. They call them, uh, what they call them, the, uh, you got another name they call it tonight, the chopper. You know, but we can't use those kind of weapons. You use the word of God to defeat the devil. That's what David did. David used the word of God and prayed and defeated the devil. So when his son Solomon came along, he didn't have to do a whole lot of stuff. The daddy, because the daddy already had to prepare the way. Just like Jesus has already prepared the way for us. And what Jesus did, what God and Jesus have already done, we're able to do the same thing. We got the same power. We are not powerless. We make the word sound like it's powerless because we don't use the word. If you silent, nothing will change. You got to speak the word of God. You got to speak whatever you believe in God for to happen, the change that you want to be made in your children's lives, in your family members' lives, in your husband or your wife's life. You got you can't force this thing onto them. You just pray and God will change their heart and give them a change of mind. Only God can do that. I remember dad used to say all the time, say, it takes God for man, because he showed to God for me. And dad was a stone up, straight up, half a hundred. That took God. Prayer made a change in his life. Made him come to the house of prayer to find out what was going on. Why my girlfriend had walked off and left me. And then he, uh, he considered himself being married to pastor, but it wasn't married, it was shaggy. I don't know y'all y'all 
y'all probably don't call it that no more. Y'all probably call it living together now. But in a, it's a, we came up on the shack. And they had a record called Shaggy Baby. You know, so uh, they shacked together. But she went to church one night. Hard was right. God saved her. Still looking for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And she moved out from dad and left him there. Amen. When dad came back, she said she hadn't left dad, she wouldn't have been saved today. You know, that's some that's some people have that, that persuasion. I think I persuade people, I manipulate people, you know, not to go back to church. But this is the way it should be done. We've been doing this way, and we've been going on fine all this time. No, there always is a better way to do things. And modern technology has taken over. The way we used to do things is obsolete now. You don't do you don't do all that stuff anymore. You can do your business online. You don't have to write letters. I mean, you know, send your bills off to the left, to the mail. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little old-fashioned. I'm a little, you know, back in the day. But uh, I'm going to get there for a while. But uh, we, we, we got to move along with the time. The time not going to stand still for you because you don't want to change, because you don't want to move. Time going to go on whether you like it or not, whether you change or not. And you're going to get left behind. You know, so, but we, we're real grateful this morning. We thank God, amen, for, for Jeremiah, how God used Jeremiah. You know, he called Jeremiah before he was even in his mother's womb. So that's what he done for us living. Before you and I got here, oh, my mother and my father met God knew who they were going to be. You know, we didn't choose them and they didn't choose us. But God chose them for us. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, we everybody can't have been our father and mother. And, and you couldn't have been everybody's son or daughter. God know who you wanted you to be with. You're like in churches and pastors and stuff, everybody can't be one of the same pastor. If God chose a pastor for everybody, because God knew everybody needs, He knew what else was wrong, what's going on in everybody's life. So he put people with the people that He wants to be with. And so I tell people, you know, if you, you know, if you pray that God, sure I want you to come and be a part of my of my ministry. But if God chooses you to go somewhere else, good, because He got people for me. Now, you know, that's what we want. We want what God wants for us. You want to be in God. You want to be in the center of God's will, not on the outside, not your will. It's not our will, uh, our way, and our way don't get us anywhere. But the Potter's house will mold you, will shape you, will shape your character, yes. will shape you. I'm a higher achieve your integrity. I mean, this is what we need: character and integrity. We need all this stuff. Jesus. We needed to be good fathers and good husbands and good wives. Amen. And we, we can bring our children. Sometimes they do go away. Sometimes they just get out there and just let the devil do what they want to do to them. But all we can do is pray for them. We can't force them to do nothing. I had a dog one time and he was sickly. And I called myself, forcing him to end the food to eat. And I just growl at me. I said, boy, I'm going to do something I ain't supposed to do. So, but you, you can't force them. You know, if an animal got sick enough, you know, not to eat when you, if you don't want to eat, you know what you think about you eat the bread, you're taking the word of God and applying it to the life. You can't force them, but they don't they're not gonna take it. They got to want to change. They gotta go right. I know you got to want to. And a lot of people don't have to want to. You're not you know for concerning God. They got to want to do what they want to do and whoever they want to suit with. 
and eating all that kind of stuff. They want to have three or four women, three or four men, and all that kind of stuff. They carry on. They want to do all that. And then they want to run to the house, want somebody to pray for them. No, you got to change. They want to pray, but you got to want to change. Change ain't going to happen unless you want to. It's not going to force its way over to you. You got to want to change. When I got saved, I came into the house with God. I didn't know that about holiness. I didn't know that about, had never heard the word Jesus. I was born and raised in, in, in the Baptist church, but I didn't understand what people were saying. You know, screaming and hollering. So you don't know if you're not rich. There's nobody but himself. And everybody holler, yeah, they don't understand what he's saying either. But when I came into uh, the holiness, and to, uh, to the church where he was preaching the truth. I found out that Jesus had died for me. I didn't know nothing about all that. I didn't know there was a cross. I didn't know Jesus was real. 39 times. I didn't know Jesus, hey, my heart, she killed him. I didn't know they pierced him in his side. I didn't know they put nails in his hands. I didn't know that they put nails in his feet. I didn't know they had put a, a, crown, of, seven, a, thorn of, uh, seven, a crown of thorns on his head. I didn't know they had that on. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know because they didn't bring us up that way. You know, I had church in the first and third Sunday, and the preacher couldn't wait to get that high of me, and we didn't sit down and eat, but the preacher we had to go tell the preacher eight before we could eat. But I made up my mind then. Now, we, we, whatever, whatever was left at this time, that preacher you got through, they cut me that shit over to a kid. I get a place to go. How many places you had already, preacher? I ain't want to get a place to go home. But I made it in my mind then. Yes. I said, preacher, ever come to my house? We can all sit down. If we can all sit down and eat together, <clears throat> that same dose you came through, you can get out of here the same way. You don't know This is going to be done at my house. Real talk, about, real talk Pastor. This is how it's going to be done in my house. We're not going to do it the way they let my mom and granddad and grandmama that did. No, we ain't for the hell My children going to sit down and eat. But you get with us. And when people get us, that's how it was then. And now we, when I was coming along, we couldn't sit, we couldn't talk at the dinner table. We not couldn't, we didn't talk at the dinner table. You ate what they put before you. And then, you know, part of how teaching, you know, and you, you ain't talking about a special food now, whatever mama cooked, that's what you ate. If you didn't want that, you went to bed hungry because mama wasn't going to fix no special meal for you because they wasn't talking about a doctor. We never went to the doctor. We were too far from the doctors. And then we'd have been dead before we got to the doctor. But mama had home remedies. Mama was the chief surgeon. And, and, and whatever was wrong, Mama gave us up. They had the you know the old remedies, the, the medicines from the from the from the roots of the plants that God created with just what killed us and kept us in good health. And we had the visa, the mumps, the chicken pox, and all that kind of whooping cough and all that stuff. The medicine that they, they used to use back then, they didn't need a prescription. Now you need a prescription for paragon. You know, you need a prescription for that. You know, so the potter's house will teach you how you're supposed to conduct yourself when you leave home. Mama and them train you at home. They don't need to wait until you get you in the street. They train you. But wherever we messed up at, Mama would jump right. on the right there on the spot. 
So you get that chat away with, you know, I'm not abrogate, but you know, that's what happened to us. And listen, I'm still here. Because you, you didn't talk back. It cheered them, why I got to do Because I say you got to do that. And I'm not going to tell you before one day. I, I got my knee, my breast, or something else besides telling you over and over again. You not, you, you, you understand what I'm saying. So let's get it done. Pick up your bed for your knee, move it up on the spoon. Keep your room straight. Keep the clothes up off the floor. Get your stuff back where it's supposed to be at. And you won't have to have so much to clean up on the weekend. You got to teach them right. Sure, and take the toilet at the toilet box and have them scattered all over the house. If you got a toilet box some places, put them, put them back. Take out what you need to play with and put the rest and leave the rest in the toilet box. That's how I talk about you. If you got come to come in, don't know, take all your stuff out. You're going to tear your stuff up and you won't have nothing to play with. I don't know if they do that now. now you know, things have changed so dramatically. Parents have changed. We got babies having babies. You know, they don't, you know, they just stay home long enough to, they just stay a teenager long enough to be, to be a parent. I mean, to be taught how to be a parent. I mean, but you know, the basic stuff, you know, there's the only book, only one book on how to raise children. That's the 66 books on the Bible. Uh, what they call it, Dr. Seuss can't touch the Bible. And everybody house trying to use the word of God for teaching and training. You know, teach them how to love, how to forgive. And if you know such thing as forget because once somebody you'll never forget all the things that happened to you, but you can live with. Okay. And when you see that person you won't have no hold no animosity in your heart against the individual. And mm-hmm. you can get out of you but you can live with. Yep. And hallelujah. But you know, that's how you're supposed to I'm gonna make a bold statement. You gotta be you gotta be brainwashed completely to forget that stuff. But you know, but, but other than that, you can live with what has happened to you. If you forgive the individual who have harmed you, has who have messed you and hurt you really bad, who have molested you uh, and all you can live with. But you got to forgive yourself. But you didn't do anything for all those things that happened to you. When somebody molests you, most of the time that people molest you, those are people that you know, family members, friends, and all that kind of stuff. You got to forgive them. And God will get, take, care, take care of that individual who have messed you, have hurt you, and got you in disillusioned about That's why a lot of women, you know, when a man uh, hurt them or something like that, they want to go to another woman. But listen, you, you, you got to come up out of that. God did not create female for female. He created female for man. And man, man, and the man is supposed to be a man and a woman. That's the only way you're gonna get. That's how the only way we're gonna have children. Not two females, not two males. It'll never happen. And people don't realize these homosexuals don't realize that have an effect on children that you have or children that you adopt. From the you come, you got two moms, you got two dads. That's that child abuse in itself. But that's the government it. can't see that. Amen. That's real talk. Real talk. You don't confuse that child. He don't know who is who or what to do. A lot of children come up and want to commit suicide. Because they know what their two mamas are doing, their two daddies are doing. And they they don't know what's really supposed to be going on. So the church have a responsibility, amen, to pray for these people and to cast these spirits out these 
spirits of addiction. Amen. Just like you yeah. drugs. It takes you know, people that you hang around who have those kind of spirits, they will be rough, they'll come off or they'll be transmitted to you. Amen. You got to learn how to stay away from some people who are not good to you. Yeah. You got to change. You got to change friends. And then a lot of times yeah. they're not friends, they're associates. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's right, Pastor. You need, you need, you need. Ask God to give you friends that gonna stick with you and think and be yeah. the better person. Yeah. And people who gonna love you regardless of how you is, how your character yeah. is, how your personality. Yeah. I mean, that's a friend. Stick with you, no matter what, because they love you. You're a friend. I have, yeah. I got a couple friends that 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 I when I was before I got saved. Listen, they never. They never enticed me to drink. They never enticed me to run around because they had a, 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 a woman on our side. They never enticed me to do that. That's a friend. Friend, teach you right. It says this is not the way to go. I'm doing this because this is what I want to put. You're not that individual. You're not you. You're not cut like that. They didn't teach me. They didn't, they didn't talk to me. They didn't tell me that stuff. So those are friends that people need. I cheer at me. Friends like that, not so much your homie, your, your, your dog, and all that kind of stuff like that. No. Yeah. These people, when they get in trouble, when you get in trouble, you can't find them. Nine times out of ten, if y'all doing something wrong, you're going to get caught and they When they get in trouble, you don't wind up in the court. Nine times out of ten, if y'all doing something wrong, you're going to get caught. Not often, they get caught, but if you're liable to get, you'll be off the street, and they'll still be doing what they're doing. So you got to realize that everybody's out there. That's why you got to stick. Parents have a responsibility, and I know most lot of parents they do tell the church, uh, "Jim is no good for you, uh, Susan no good for you." Stay away from them. She's a little too bad for you. That's real talk. That's why a lot of people they don't move to the city. Because they let to stay in the country because it's kind of sl it's slower in the country than it is in the city. Right. But it, but it depends on the individual themselves. We have to um, listen to our parents who are teaching us the right way. Uh, I, what I call my house the potter's house. We got great grandchildren. We got grandchildren. And so, so when, when, we didn't want to, when they need advice, they come over to the house. Yeah, even though they're grown now. Uh, but they still need advice. They know where they can come to for advice. That's right. Call me, ask me about burning incense and all that kind of stuff. They stay away from that stuff. It ain't no good. Amen. It ain't no good. You, you got enough problems already. You just add more because those spirits are coming in your house. They just walk, let's walk in these horribles. These horribles. <laughs> as a spirit of these people who are making these movies who are producing these movies they're kind of on that side of the fence so if you can produce something like that with something like Jason and uh, uh, Friday 13th that's something that came down certain things off the television that they can't see. If you do all you can 
and God will do the rest. Our job is to teach, to show and direct, and to approve them when they need it, and discipline them when they need it. The tough love, you know, teaching. And, 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 and it, it won't go nowhere, but you know, some people, they override their teaching. And they try, you know, because they want to do it the way they want to do it. Because uh, Susan across the street over there, her mom and daddy let her get away with whatever they want. She can do whatever she wants. It won't be that sad. Now, I'm not going to raise you like that. <laughs> I'm going to raise you the Bible. Amen. And this is how it's going to be. Now, once you get grown, you can do whatever you want to do. But I'm still, I still got you locked down and covered with press. You know, that, that's good when your children can call you. Grown children can call you, got children and grandchildren, and ask you questions like that. You know, because a lot of people, it's all right. No, it's not. It's not all right to dibble and dabble in witchcraft, sorcery, and all that kind of stuff, and the Ouija boards. It's not good. That's a spirit. Anytime that board, that thing on that board moves by itself, that's a spirit, not a good spirit, but an evil spirit. And stay away from the palm readers. You know, you know, the people are going with it without repentance. You know, so you just got to stick with the truth. God's word is the truth. The final the, the final truth. The absolute truth. And there's no error, there's no there's no room for error in the word of God. So, you know, we got to stick with what God told us to do. Stay at the potter's house. Amen. And there he shall move. And there he was making something at the wheel. Amen. It's, 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 it's teaching is something else. It's, it's really nice to teach the word of God. And you can show a demonstration about the wheel turning. <clears throat> and the guy and, and the potter and whatever place they're going to do, they're going to make a glass. Uh, we're gonna make a bowl. It turns. You got to turn it. You got to shape it. And that's what the parents are supposed to shape their children into what God wants them to be. Because God already got a couple purpose and a destiny for your life. And all we got to do is stay on course, and and then we can come into our destiny. Yeah. A lot of people never come into their destiny because they deviate from what they were taught, and they never live up to. They never live long enough to do what God called them to do because they disobedient and they was rebellious and haughty and all those kind of things. You got to listen to somebody and parents don't want nobody to say nothing to their children and they don't want to whip the children. They took the they, uh, they took I mean they took the paddling out of school and when 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 the children when 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 school was integrated. So they don't want their little and little Caucasian children to be spanked by the black teachers <clears throat> and, and stuff like that. So that means that threw everybody in the same boat. If one don't get corporate punishment, nobody gets corporate punishment. So you, you, they took it out of school. That's why the, the classes are being disrupted. And the parents not teaching at home like they should teach it on. Most of the time they're working so they can't do what they're supposed to do. And then they don't make the time to do what they need to do. Uh, they don't know, they don't take the children homework, try not to have one. We ain't got no homework. Listen, every day you come home, you got homework. Homework is 95% of your grade. You know, <laughs> you got, 
you got to, you know, the past. You got to put, turn in all your your home your own, your homework assignments. You got to make a good grade. And you got them sitting up there playing with the uh, with the phone all night, all night long, till in the morning. Then they ain't no good for school when they get there. Because they've been up all night playing games, playing with games with somebody in another state. Mm. Not in the house with another state. Yeah. Take them games away from them and let them, when they come home from school, give them their, let them do their homework. Make sure their homework is done right. And, you know, let them play with them games all that time. Maybe give them an hour or so on that and tell us put that, that game down. Yes. And let us do something else. The parents want to pacify the children. It used to be the television, used to be the babysitter. Now it's the cell phone and the iPad and, the, and, and, and all those kind of things. Yes. You know, that's why they, you said they're falling behind. Children that graduate, they're in the streets. They, they don't want to go to school. You know, they don't like school for some reason. Because that's the devil to put that in the head. They don't want to go to school, but they don't like this one. They don't want to do that. They don't, their attention span is real sharp. Mm hmm. And then it gets up to class. So you can't say nothing to the children. You say something. You got to word it so that you won't be, you know, offensive to the child. When I was coming along, boy, listen, they would make, they would push their boys to send a new home. And uh, if you had to give it to your mother and your father, and if you did, that teacher come by and said, uh, Johnny, give me that book, that note that I sent with Because I had the discipline that they had to do some corporate punishment on it. And he said, what? He called him in and he said, that's, that's another whooping one day. Listen, my mama told me, said, boy, if I have to come to school for you for anything, leave them white folk jobs. I'm going to kill you, boy. So I knew if my mama had to come to school for me for something, for me not doing what I was supposed to be doing, uh, 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 disrupting the class, uh, fighting and stuff like that, I knew I had to be dead before she got there. I'd be dying when she walked through the classroom door. My mom didn't have to come to school for me, but then boom, graduation. I know mama. I know about the, well, all of mama back there in this place right here. They would beat you to death and dare you to die. <laughs> so, you know, things like that. Amen, you know, amen. <laughs> my mama had me afraid. I, I thought I heard my mama. I was running fast. Mama, you come? No, boy, I'm all right. I mean, that's how it should be. I didn't live about a couple of blocks, maybe six blocks from where I'm living at now. And the people that I lived with, they kept us in line. We had a village. Now the village can't say nothing to anybody, Jerry, because the parents are going over. You cannot raise your children by yourself. If that was the case, you would teach your children at home instead of sending them to public school. Even if you send them to private school, you got, you got help. You just sit at the camp, a boys club. Somebody else is raising your child all the time. You won't have any input in that once you put it in school and say, you take care of children, get grown and graduate from high school or whatever. You're not putting it, you don't have any input on it. So you need to, you need to put your stamp of approval on whatever they are doing. And the thing that they're, they're supposed to be doing is you know, let them know when you're wrong. You don't have to cuss at them or throw bricks at them. But you can lay that bowl up. It won't kill them. I'm still here. And I'm glad my mama didn't play the next year. I thank God for her today. 
kept me out of jail. And it certainly kept me out of the cemetery. So parents want to be buddies with the children. But the Bible says, take them to the potter's house. Father and mother. And you, you know, most of the time, children don't say father and mother, daddy, mother, mother and father. But I thought, you know, that God created the man first. You know, the you know, father this, his mother this, his mother that. And then daddy so and so now in my house, this how I was. If I told you that you couldn't do something, and you went to your mom and she asked you what did your daddy say? And he said, we said to well, I you go, give you the same answer. No, you can't do. You can't go. You got to, y'all got to stick together as parents. You can't let them children come in between you and them. You got to stick to your guns when you say no, father must say no. If you say no, mother must say no. Y'all don't argue in, the, in front of the children. Y'all sit down and discuss that thing amongst yourselves and not with the children. They can pick up on all that stuff, you They ain't crazy. You can't fool children animals. Them too, too. You cannot fool them. You can fool some of the people summertime, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Man. So let us keep our children in the father's house, in our house, and then take them to the house of prayer for some more teaching. And that's what it's all about. We've got to do this. Our children are dying. Our children are dying. They are dying, and they are dying at a fast rate. When I was coming along, children didn't die like they were getting killed out by the police and, 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 and gang members. Yeah, they had gangs, but they weren't killing nobody. You know, they would beat you up, but they wouldn't kill nobody. In order to get in the game, you got to be a issue. You got to kill somebody to get in the game. Because the game going to show you love that your parents are not showing you. You know, but listen, that's not that's not uh, love. That's brutality. That's murder. That's criminal. You know, you you need that tough love. You know, you at a certain time you should be in the house, and at another certain time you should be in the bed. In order to get a good night's rest, where you can perform your school the next day. When you're young, you're crazy, dumb, stupid, crazy, and everything in between, in between. But when you get old, you mature. You know you have to go to work the next morning in order to do that job correctly. You must get enough rest mm-hmm. in order to work on to, to work the next day on the job. So um, the pilot house the place us to teach the children and it's the part of how where we should go as parents and family to the potter's house where we can be put on the wheel and turn yes. and move and shape to what God wants to be. But most people they you know they don't they don't go to church and they don't send the children to church. So we, you got to start out early with your children. I understand you work but if you take some time, make some time and take those children the church and teach them and tribute them. And they will do better if we as parents would do our part. And that's all the law is requires. He requires us to do it. We must do it. Amen. People are like clay. And a lot of people, a lot of our children and people are, they're more. 
So in the hands of the potter, the word of God is the plant. It will swing you out of your crooked and being out of shape. Attitudes and talking back and all this kind of stuff. Humble yourself on the hands of the Almighty. You know, how the spirit is just a full form. You know, you don't have to talk back, even if you're right, you don't have to say that you just nod your yes. If you're wrong, if you're wrong, you don't have to say anything. Because we're going if you're gonna to lead to an argument, you know, just praise the Lord, you know, you know. God knows everything. He knows everything. Just put it into his hand. Like he told when Moses never had the Red Sea. And he was Moses, what we gonna do now? And God moved the witness of God said, Don't ask me. So you what's that in your hand? Use that rod that I gave you. Spread it out over the sea. And see what happened. The water just rolled back. And he was able to walk on dry ground to the other side. The same God that existed then exists now. He has not changed and he will not change. He said it was never leave us, not forsake us. He said it will be with us until the end of age. That's what we have to do. Is really trust in God and let him lead you and show you how to raise your children the Bible way. The Jews showed up for doing that to their children. If the Jews, if they have any, any problem in the Jewish community, other than the people that are doing a whole lot of um, um, uh, writing stuff on the wall, uh, gracious stuff, if they have any serious problem with the children, you don't read about it. Not just our Jews, boy, they don't deal with money on the weekend. You know, they're going to shut down a certain time. I don't care how many people are knocking at the door. They close at 8 o'clock. You come back Monday. If we don't have that kind of integrity, we just want to find the almighty dollar. Trust God. It's not that you need money or don't need money. Listen, favor is better than money. Favor gets you in the door that money won't open. Amen. It'll get you in the door that money won't open. Because a lot of us don't have that kind of money. But we need favor. I gotta speak to someone. To do what has to be done for you. He'll do it. So let us trust in God and have the God kind of faith. You know, you don't need yeah. a whole lot, just just a mustard seed, a grain of a mustard seed of faith. And what is mm-hmm. that faith? It'll grow if you work with Faith is the actual word. Say faith, uh, uh, Hebrews, I think of Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So that's what we have to do. Speak, and you want something, it needs something. Just put it in God's hands. But there's some things, there's some things that we cannot do. We're not able to do. We're not equipped to do. I'm not a, 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 I don't have no degrees. I have a, I have a degree in theology. That's something you can't, you know, you, have to, you can't go to college, you don't go to college for that. Or to the university, so, you know, now you get on your knees and pray. I have a degree in prayer. And I've well, been working on the degree in the Word of God. So we let God take care of the things that we can be taken care of. You do what you can do, and God will do the rest. All you ask for us is our cooperation. And then a lot, we want to we wanna do it. We want to do it. all that. That ain't the way it goes. Uh, she ain't for me. Oh, she ain't fine. 
I got a cook on the shape, you know. Now, God knows what you can have. Every fine single woman ain't your wife. Every good-looking man like Denzel and the rest of them ain't your husband. Uh-oh. You ought to want to do God over you. Amen. Say that, Pastor. Say that know? again. Let's go. We want, we want to go out and make our own. Ain't nothing wrong with making your own man in your head. And Lord, that's what I want to be like. But not like nobody else. It's what you want to be like for, for you. Amen. You know, a saved man, if anything, saved him. But you don't want to marry somebody that's not saved. But you ain't had no problem since you marry somebody that's not saved. Amen. Because you, you were down in that church last week. And every time I look you down there and stuff. <laughs> you gonna have a problem. You can't be coming in all the time in that time. Like, Where you been? No, you need to do. You need to pack. You need to get dressed and go along with it. You see what's going on in church. You know, mm-hmm. you lying on you to see. He might lie you to see some stuff, but he ain't gonna. You know, you need to go to church with your wife, hand in hand. You get dressed and get up and let's get out of here. Where you can have a better life, not only physically. Financially, in your health, why God is able to do? He's not. Listen, God. There's not no failing in God. There's no failure in God. There's no mistakes in God. There's no flaws in God. None whatsoever. So we want you to take the Potter's house for your house and your children. And if you can grab some of the neighbors in the neighborhood, take some of their children. That's what I used to do. I used to take Carol's children to come to my house every Sunday morning. Because their mama wasn't taking them to church. She wasn't going to take them over and drop them off. She wasn't leaving the house on Sunday morning. Go home with that other guy now. He'll take it. If I wanted to stay home, I could stay because them children were there. They were there every Sunday morning. Deriving me and my family to church. With the seven of us and them two that made seven eight nine. Had to make room for them. But they wanted to go to the house of prayer. And I made sure they were they wasn't mine, but I took them because they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we are not doing this out of selfish reasons. We are doing this because the children, the children got to that they want to go to church because they, they love what they hear it. And and it makes them feel good. And better about themselves. That's what we do. So I hope that I've said something today about the potter's house, because that's where you're going to get molded and shaped into who God wants you to be. If you have any morals in your the body, God will straighten them out. If you're sick, if you're mental, whatever's wrong, He can fix that. My God, There's nothing too hard for God. Jesus, nothing, nothing too hard for God. Amen. Nothing. Amen. If, if anything was too hard for God, boy, I don't believe none of us would be here. Amen. Absolutely not. You know, we wouldn't be here. So let us trust in the word of God. It'll lead us. It's a guide us. It's a direct us. It's a, it's a teacher how to wait on your husband, how to wait on your wife. Just don't run out there and grab somebody because they look like. Mellon Monroe, a Jane Mansfield, the girl came here. You know, you know, I know there's some, if you see one fine woman, there's another one out there somewhere. There's always one, a little finer than the one you just see. 
I learned that at an early age. But uh, you want for God and who you want for what God wants for you, the house that he that God wants for you, the neighborhood he wants you to live in, the church that he wants you to belong to or attend, the ministry that he wants you to have, the people that he wants you to minister to. You want what God wants. You want to live in his will, not in your will. Amen. Amen. But in the will of God. Things yeah. work out. You don't have some problems, sure. You don't have some clicks and stuff like that. Same thing will always go right. But the thing is, God is right there to direct you around situations or speak to situations mm-hmm. or even situations that they'll disappear. And you won't have that problem. Yeah. That's, it, that's right. But, you know, but we got to, we try to fix things. Listen, it's not like cooking in the gospel. You know, you 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 make it right, and you you got the gravy, and you got whatever meat you're gonna have there before chop or cheese steaks or stuff like that, a brisket or whatever it is. You know what you have to do? You got to sleep. You got first. You got to go back. Then you got yeah. to season. That's that. So the word of God will season you for this season. Ah, oh, she It'll season you. You know how to talk to people. What to say and how to say it. You know, you, you know how to have people who, who are difficult to have. You know how to love those who don't love you. Amen. I know it's specific to say, no, I, I love them with a long, I treat them, see, I would treat them with a, uh, uh, I love them with a long hand spoon. It's not you don't love them like that. You can love a person, but you don't have to let them get in your face. You don't have to be up under them. That's it. That's it. Amen. Amen. And the prophet can say, love them on purpose. Yeah. And he can also say, forgive them on purpose. Amen. That's what we have to do. Anybody can stay mad with somebody, but that's a lot of effort you got to do. Being mad with somebody, I can't stand them. Look at them. Amen. And, 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 you know, but we got to. Just do what God said. This word is sixty-six books, and we don't need no other books. We're living in the last, in the last day, in the mm-hmm. last day. I'm not gonna say days, last day, because anything Jesus is gonna, you know, can appear. But yeah. people are dying every day, born every day, and people are dying. I don't know who, how many, whether there being more people born than dying, or more people dying than being born. But whatever it is. You got to be ready to leave here. That's it. This is the this is the this is the dressing up room right here. Amen. Amen. You know, that's right. Real talk. A lot of effort to hate somebody. A lot of effort. To, you know, to see somebody walk right by them and don't speak to them. It, it, that's just plain me. Yeah. And God said you were turning me, man, into hell. Jesus. So we got to. I mean, it don't make no sense, but people got their own, and you don't have no reason to hate nobody. If you hate somebody, the Bible did say it's the time to hate, the time to love, and all that stuff, but to continue to hate. If you don't hate somebody, you can forgive them. And God will fix the situation. I heard people when they're on these programs where the lady, her son was killed, or somebody was killed. She said, I've never forgiven her. Never in a long time, baby. A long time. God will work on your heart. And you'll forgive them. You know, so that's, you know, forgive. You'll feel better about yourself. Your body be relaxed. 
we like just floating on that. So, but I, I just thank God today for those who are listed around the world and here in America, here in my home, my children are listening now. Uh, and then and, and, and Augusta and, and Mama and them and, and Maker and, and people here in Dade County. Hallelujah. I just thank God for all those who are listening. I appreciate you and I love you. Uh, I love your brand. But love me back. And we're going to get it back into the hands of uh, Uncle Derrick. Amen. We just want to open up the floor for um, for words of empowerment and uh, and uh, comments, or even uh, for for word of prayer for uh, for uh, in order for uh, a pastor Goffin to to go forth in the spirit realm uh, for each one of us. Uh, well, we just thank you that your your labor, uh, man of God, is not in vain. You know, and, and I, I remember when I um, from the age of nine years old. Amen. He came. He, you know, he raised me up like I was one of his children. Amen. And I could never forget that uh, the impartation he he placed into my life and placed into uh, in, uh, even with ministry, even from uh, a young age. You know, so I, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, when you go through rejection, you go through these different things while we are uh, while we are children till we are adults. Uh, we're constantly, constantly on the part as well. I don't know about anybody else, but even at, as in leaderships as now, um, I'm constantly, um, you know, being molded. I, it's some areas when, when I have to say out sometimes, you know, because of what's, uh, of what's going on. I'm saying out. I said, oh, I don't, that don't feel good, you know. And sometimes ministry don't feel good because sometimes you have to make that sacrifice above your own. Amen. Even with your house and stuff like that, because you have to go on the war zone. But when everybody is on one accord, it makes it easy. It makes it smooth, a smoother transition. But I thank God on on this morning. Amen. For God allowing to use you, Pastor Goff, and use you. And I'm going to push you and elect Lady Gloria all the way. Amen. And I'm always going to be baby girl. Amen. A little girl. Amen. But just because I'm a giant in the gospel doesn't mean I can't still can't be baby girl. Amen. So I, I, I'm very humble by that. Amen. So if anybody want to just uh release, I'm going to release the platform. Amen. Out there in the open. Amen. To leave a word of empowerment for this man of God on this morning. God bless you. Amen. We are live. We are live on everywhere. So if anyone wants to leave a word, leave a word. Amen. Leave a word of encouragement. Amen. On today for this man of God. God bless you. Well, I thank the Lord for the message. I, I got a double message from my pastor and also from him. Amen. On the same, of course, wow. preaching the same thing. Thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Anyone else want to leave a word of empowerment? Amen. On today, on this morning. Amen. Before this man of God leave the premises. <laughs> Amen. 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 
Amen. So we're going to go ahead and turn this over to Pastor Godfrey. Amen. You can lead us out in prayer. Amen. And then I'll make a quick announcement. Amen. For uh, Love and Action Christian Ministry. Amen. On the radio. God bless you. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For those comments. We really appreciate you listening and tuning in on Sunday morning, Sunday morning manner. Amen. And on Tuesday nights, it's, uh, I mean, beyond the four walls. Amen. From 730 to 830. Amen. I bet we have a little bit more time, but yes. I'm not as long-winded as you. Not, I'm not long-winded as, as I used to be. <laughs> time brings on time brings on a change. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, uh, I'm just grateful for those who yeah, how I mean, I'm just excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. How he opened the door and I never thought I would be where I am or doing what I'm doing. I preached in many churches and did many funerals and many weddings and stuff, but this is this is a this is a whole new level here. A whole new level. And I just thank God. When God will open doors that no man could open and no man could close. And if God be for you, who could be against you? We got to remember. Amen. The word of yeah. God talks everything negative. Yes. And nothing negative I do positive thinking and speaking. We got to speak positive at all times. I don't care what's going on with you. You got to speak positive. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I don't feel the best. I feel sometimes I feel like I've been hit with a Mack truck and didn't have no wheels on it. But I'm going to say I'm healed and I'm blessed. But you know, you know, your body changes when you get a little older. I'm not 25 anymore. And the things I used to do at the age of 25, I can't do it today. Have a mind to, but the mind say one thing, but the body say, "Hey, you better slow down. Take twenty, look for 30. So that's what you have to do. You know, speak part of that. I don't care what's going on, how what the children are doing, or what your spouse is doing. Amen. Just pray, and God will change their mind, will change their heart, they'll realize what they're doing is wrong. So it's against the word of God, and at that anyone. There's anyone out there who's sick, and, and and no matter what the problem is, there's nothing that God. He, matter of fact, He's already healed us. We are the healed and resisting sickness. You know, God is not putting sickness on nobody. That's the devil. That's mm-hmm. the devil put sickness. God don't have to put you. You know, you know, God was impatient, a short patient. You know, he would just cut you off. If I was the Lord, I wouldn't be wasting a whole lot of time to put so I know. No. But since he's a God of mercy and grace, amen, we, he gives us chance after chance. And so we can get things right. As Apostle Erica was saying, I'm on the wheel myself every day. And I'm going to hit myself upside the Boy, you better get this thing right and stop playing. You know, we have problems like anybody else. We have flaws just like anybody else. So people think because you're a minister, you don't have no problems. Listen, sometimes I don't think what's going on, but what's going to make it still now. You got to, you know, you got to be transparent. And there's nothing wrong with stuff, stuff like that. You got to be able to speak the truth and say what's going on, what's wrong. 
But uh, no matter what the sickness is, it could be cancer. It could be leukemia. Well, that's a cancer. It could be Alzheimer's, dementia. It could be heart disease. It could be liver yes. problems, uh, kidney problems. No matter what it is, diabetes. God is a healer. First Peter two 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 twenty four say we were healed. Isaiah fifty three and four say we are healed. So I'm going to pray for those that are sick. Thank you, God. Jesus is 
Thank you, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Let them use you. Let them use you. I pray for our president. I pray for the Thank you, Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 
Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Great is your mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tender mercy I see. Great is your faith. Great is your mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tender mercy. Oh my God, I see great is your faith, great is your mercy towards me, your loving kindness towards me, your tender mercy, my God, I see Day after day, great is your mercy towards me, your loving kindness towards me, your tender mercy, my God, towards me, day after day. Special greetings, amen, to Eve from ELR Prophetic Shift on Sunday morning, man, with Pastor Franklin Goffin and elect Gloria Goffin, amen, out of the city of Miami, Florida, amen. We pray that every word, every form of impartation, amen, moves on your behalf. Everything that transpired on today, we pray, amen, that you have received, amen, you open your ear gates, amen, your eye gates, amen, your sensory gates, just to receive the word of God from heaven. Amen. Visit them. Come on and visit them. Come on down. Visit them. Amen. Uh, in Miami, Florida. Visit them in Miami, Florida. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Love and Action Christian Center. Amen. Under the leadership of them. And we are excited about what God is doing. Amen. Throughout the week. Tuesday. Come back Tuesday. 7.30. Amen. 7.30. Amen. For with Pastor Franklin Goffin and Elect Lady. Amen. Throughout the week. Amen. And we are excited about what God is doing for, amen, in the season of his people. Amen. Wednesday night, we come back on Wednesday night. Amen. With apostolic alignment. Amen. With Chief Apostle Rodney Tate out of Atlanta, Georgia. And on Thursday, we come in with Sunday uh, with uh, a mantle of prayer on Thursday night. Amen. With Prophetess Glenda Lang out of Manning, South Carolina. So we are excited about what God is doing. Amen. In the season. Amen. And God is working, using us in this season to expand God's kingdom. So we're thankful for everyone and tuning in. Tune in every Sunday morning, Sunday morning, manna at 11 o'clock. Amen. Tuesday at 730. Amen. Beyond the four walls. Amen. So we're excited. God bless you and good night. And have a blessed day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Amen. Love you.
Thank you.